I'm your host, Rachel Fialco, and welcome to The Inner Beauty Code. I'm obsessed with all things personal growth, spirituality, human behavior, beauty, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and beyond. Join me as we uncover spiritual practices and practical tools for a more fulfilling and purposeful life, all while learning to strike that perfect balance between internal and external beauty. Get ready to embark on a remarkable journey of self-exploration and self-improvement where strength, beauty, and transformation converge. Hello guys, thank you for joining me again today. I wanted to discuss body image and comparison. So in my last episode, I had my friend Siobhan on and we spoke a little bit about body image and kind of touched on how women feel about themselves and I shared a little tidbit (laughs) about myself and even on the first podcast shared a little bit about my relationship with my body and how there are times in my life where I did not feel at home in my body and felt not great. So if you guys didn't hear those last two episodes, go check those out because like I said, Siobhan and I discussed it and she had a lot of really great insights into your relationship with your body. But having positive body image and feeling at home and feeling great about my body is something that I struggled with for so long. I can remember when I was about 12, I started gaining weight for the first time a lot. I was always like 90 pounds and really tiny my entire life. I was always skinny and and small. And I think this is right before high school, I started gaining a lot of weight and like I was eating a lot of snacks. I would go to my friend Stacy's house and I would eat Swiss cake rolls. And she had like, her parents had this uh, cabinet full of junk food. I think this is like where I started using food as a coping mechanism, you can say, but struggling with feeling at home on my body, loving my body, and just appreciating it for what it is, is something that took me up until my mid-30s to really start to change and turn around because I think I grew up in like in a time where diet fads were like a big thing where you would restrict yourself and go on a quote-unquote diet for a goal, like you were going on vacation or something and wanted to lose weight, so you went on a goal and that usually required you to restrict yourself for a period of time to be able to drop weight quickly. And for me, I did every single diet. I was yo-yo dieting where I would lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight. And I never seemed to just maintain a healthy consistency let's say. And um, I would always be worried about the number on the scale instead of how I felt and being healthy and maintaining a healthy weight and feeling good about myself. So you only get one body. You can't jump into another one. You can't change it. I always wanted to be taller. I always wanted to have bigger boobs, a bigger butt and be skinnier than I was. I can always remember wanting to be skinny and you always want what you don't have, right? So that was a struggle for me. And at this point in my life, I've truly reached a point of self-acceptance where I have a completely different relationship with my body. I really appreciate it that it gets me where I need to go. I'm very thankful that I have full function of all the parts of my body and that 
it carries me through life. And I think we can lose sight of that when we are in a place where we're in self-loathing and being hypercritical of ourselves. And I would find myself, especially when Instagram came out. So let's see, uh, Instagram came out when I was 24 and I'm 38 now, and it was completely different than it is now with Instagram and with Facebook. You have more access to see people that are not celebrities and you start comparing yourself to people and getting really down on yourself. It's really easy to do that. And especially when girls are posting such sexy, like half naked pictures and even naked pictures on social media these days that they can edit as well. It's really hard to not compare yourself to that or look at yourself in the mirror, or not like what you see and, and wish it was different. So that all being said, back to how like this vicious cycle of me eating, I love pizza. Pizza is my favorite food, pizza, cookies, chocolate, all day long. I would eat that if I could. And when I'm eating meat, I love cheeseburgers. I loved fried chicken tenders. I don't really eat chicken that much anymore. So all the bad things. I loved all of it. Fries. Oh, love a good fry. So anyways, for a long time, I would use food as like a reward. Or if I lost you know, a couple of pounds or a kilo, I would then treat myself with eating something bad that I liked. And that never worked for me because then I'd always end up just <laughs> like buying cookies. And instead of eating like a couple, I would eat the entire box. And then I would eat pizza and just give up and gain more weight than I lost and be heavier than I was. And, and this is something that was a cycle I said going round and round with it for a very long time. And I remember being in the dressing room at times when I would go shopping and want to wear something and it would look terrible on me. I would be so hypercritical and say, oh my gosh, I'm too fat to wear this. And the way that I talked to myself was very negative. I would constantly be criticizing, oh, my thighs are big. Oh, my butt is so big. Or I have cellulite and oh, I'm too fat to wear this. It was like constant negative talk about being fat and being just not this or not that. And it was very, very bad, <laughs> very bad for me. Another thing that I noticed that I do, and I know that a lot of other women do this as well, because I've had many discussions about this with other women. And I was in, I took an Akashic Records reading course, and I was in a group of girls and we, we talked about this a lot. And I told them about how I had this perfect version of myself. We create this like fantasy version of ourselves in our head, and then we continue to try to live up to that or pit ourselves against this perfect version of ourselves. So for me, this perfect version of myself was like very sexy, had flat abs, my butt was big, tight toned, I was good at everything, smart, I had all the achievements, I was funny, outgoing, a great cook, I had a lot of time for self-improvement and I knew about finances and whatever else. I had a very busy, lucrative career, I was a makeup artist, but I was also this and I was also that very fantastic social life with men just throwing themselves at me and women wanted to be my friend. This woman was very confident and felt extremely proud of herself and thought she was just amazing. This was that 
idealized version of myself that I wanted to be. And not that you can't be that, but you can't be everything. There's no perfect people out there. And once I started really to understand that and a couple of other things that I'm going to get into, I was really able to kind of tear down all of these negative, bad patterns that I had gotten into, like pitting myself up against this perfect version of myself that I could never be because nobody's perfect. What I realized was looking good and feeling good in my body wasn't about going on some diet. Like It was about changing my lifestyle. And through joining a CrossFit gym in my town, I really started to change my relationship with food and then also understand that just because the scale said a number does not mean that I'm fit or I'm healthy or I'm strong or that I'm going to look amazing. It was just a number because I started to learn about body composition. And what that means, if you don't know, is like looking at your body composition percentages. So like, let's say how much muscle you have, how much water weight you carry, how much your bone mass is and how much fat you have. And once I started to see my body through that lens of like, okay, so if I'm 30% body fat right now and I want to be 20, I'm going to have to change some behaviors in order to achieve that instead of me being like, oh, I'm going to eat pizza and cheeseburgers for dinner but all day long, I'm going to starve myself. That wasn't working for me. So once I started to understand the body composition idea, it really changed my life. So bottom line for me, wanting to look healthy, feel good, feel good in my body and just feel happy with what I saw in the mirror and be healthy. And I I think once I got into my my mid-30s too, I started looking at my life as, wow, I'm getting closer to 40. And then I felt like, okay, so then probably half my life is going to be over by then. And then I'll have the next 40, maybe 50 years to live. Do I want to be overweight and have all these health problems when I get older? Older, or do I want to be healthy and fit? I didn't want to be one of those people that's walking around with a cane or hunched over or having diabetes or just being overweight and not able to move as I got older. So five things that really helped me, I'm trying to narrow this down for you guys, were as follows. Number one, self-acceptance. Understanding that I have one body in this lifetime. There were very few things that I had control over as far as my body and my looks go without getting extreme plastic surgery, which I wasn't going to do. But I started to realize that even if I could change myself and, and look different on the outside, that wasn't going to necessarily give me the life that I wanted. It didn't mean that all my problems were going to be solved just because my body looked a certain way. So I started to really view my body as a machine that's carrying me through life, that's carrying my soul through this lifetime. And did I want to have a body or a vehicle that was broken down and feeding it sugar? instead of fuel or do I want to take care of this body and preserve it as long as possible? 
The next thing is, like I mentioned before, body composition and getting more active. So I started viewing my body as how much muscle could I gain and fat could I lose instead of trying to watch the numbers on the scale because I started realizing when I was gaining more muscle and losing fat that I could be 150 pounds and be mushy and jiggly and bigger and not strong, not feel sturdy, or I could be that same number and have less fat and be stronger and feel like my bones are actually protected and my body is strong. And then in reverse, if I was 130 pounds and skinny or 58 kilo, that didn't necessarily mean I was healthy. I could still be weak and not strong and not able to do simple tasks just because I'm skinny did not mean I was healthy or strong. And coupled with that was getting more active. I started looking for tasks that I could do like taking the stairs, parking further away from the door at grocery stores and stuff like that. I know that sounds dumb, but it's all a combination of many things, right? That you can do and anywhere you can cut corners or contribute or add to what it is that will increase your steps a day I I was trying to do. So I, I started doing morning walks as well with my friends and I swear that really helped me a lot. And now I live in London and and walking around a lot, I think it's been really helpful um, and changed my body and, and made me slimmer. So I truly believe in walking. If you're if you're walking and you're eating well, it really helps. I would find activities and trying to stay active in my free time. Like I've said before on the podcast, I'm not married and I'm single right now and I have been a lot in the past. So that being said, I was able to find activities that were physical that I could do to spend my time. Instead of sitting on the couch watching TV, I was trying to always stay active. So I did belly dancing, hip hop classes, yoga, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Now I do just to stay active and burn calories any way I can. The next thing is getting my hormones in order. This has been very critical as well because if you feel exhausted, you're going to be less likely to want to work out or to put the effort into maybe eating a little bit better or cooking for yourself. And also um, this could prevent you from losing weight as well or or gaining muscle and, and being healthy. So my early 30s, I went to an um, integrative medicine doctor and got my blood panel done. And now I do that probably every three, six months. So Dr. Joe at R3 Health in West Palm Beach, Florida, he was the first doctor to explain to me that I had really high estrogen levels, which can cause you to retain water and not be able to lose weight. And my testosterone and progesterone were very low, which also can affect your energy levels. And because I had so much estrogen, the other two were very low. I also had low thyroid or a lower functioning thyroid, even though you know a normal doctor would have said, oh, you're within the range. Mine was on a very low range. These integrative medicine doctors look at it on a, I guess like a smaller scale. I don't really know the correct 
medical terms since I'm not a doctor, but they fine tune it more. And I cannot tell you now, like my thyroid is functioning properly. And I also had low ferritin levels, which is your iron stores. So when you get your blood work, um, regular iron levels, and then you have ferritin levels, which is like your reserves and mine were very low. And that can cause you to be so tired and lethargic and not have energy, all of those those three things that I had, so high estrogen, low functioning thyroid, and then um, low ferritin levels can really have an effect on your energy and clarity in your mind can cause brain fog, a bunch of other things. If you're a woman and you're in your, in your mid thirties, getting your hormone levels checked is crucial. So the fourth thing I did was develop a better relationship with food. I got a food allergy test. I've always had stomach issues as a kid and I'm going to give TMI here because that's what I do. Ever since I was a child, I think it's like stress related too. I had constipation problems and that and, and being a little bit dehydrated, I think can cause constipation. I know again, a lot of people that have this issue or stomach issues, I have a sensitivity to gluten as well, but I had my food test done and got my food allergies and it was really helpful because even if you don't necessarily have an allergy to certain foods, there are certain foods that can cause inflammation in your body, not only immediately, but two, three days afterwards. So that can make you feel bloated. Like I, I, there were times when my stomach was sticking out so much. Um, maybe I'll post that <laughs> one day if you guys want to see it, let me know. And, and, I, and I see people posting this on Instagram a lot too, where I looked pregnant because my stomach was so bloated and then it, it just was caused causing all these problems. So I stopped using food as a coping mechanism, got my food allergy test done, and then started noticing what I ate that was causing me to feel sick. And even if you can't afford to, or your insurance isn't covered, if, if you don't want to get a food allergy test, just start noticing or paying attention or being more mindful to your body when you're eating to see how your body reacts afterwards. And I started doing that and just adjusting the way that I ate. A, I started to incorporate more vegetables in my diet because again, I wanted to change my lifestyle and started realizing the foods that I was eating, were they fueling my body and giving me more energy so that I could live the lifestyle I wanted to live, be more productive and have energy to just do things and not have to feel so tired that I just wanted to go home and sleep or sit on the couch. So I started adding greens and veggies to my meals and made sure to eat protein with every every meal like yogurt or at the time I wasn't really eating meat, I was eating fish. So I do eat meat now that basically if you have no idea or you don't know what I'm talking about, this is just what I did. So I, yeah, was just trying to add more veggies. And if I wanted to eat pizza, I made sure that I ate a really big salad with not a lot of dressing on it and not a lot of croutons or sugared nuts, anything like that in it. Cause I was trying to fill up on good food before I ate the bad food so that I would be less likely to eat half of a pizza if I didn't eat the greens. So I also spoke to a friend of mine named Kimberly, who is going to be a guest on this show. We did a really great interview on female hormones and things about the gut health and just a lot of great topics. But anyways, she's a clinical dietitian and I spoke to her about how I could improve my gut health. I started increasing my fiber intake, which was really helpful for my digestion. And I added electrolytes to my water in the morning and I stopped viewing food as a 
reward. At this point, if I want to eat something bad, I pretty much eat whatever I want. But I know that if I'm going to have pizza, I cannot have a cheeseburger for lunch, pizza for dinner, a dessert with every meal, and eat a bagel with cream cheese for breakfast. Like that kind of lifestyle is not going to give me the results that I want. So, oh, one other thing I did as far as food goes, drinking alcohol. That's a whole nother story. But once I got into my late 20s, once I started getting like 29, I could not drink anymore because I A, get extremely terrible hangovers, even if I have like two, three drinks. And then B, I get really bad anxiety and I wake up a million times through the night and can't sleep if I'm drinking too much. Or when I drink alcohol, I notice that. I don't really drink because I view sodas or like frappuccinos and things like that and alcohol as a waste of calories. I'd rather eat my calories. Let's just put it that way. I'd rather have a piece of cake than alcohol (laughs) or a frappuccino. So if you have no idea and um, you know (laughs) how to eat or what to do or where to start, hopefully some of those tips were helpful. The last thing, actually, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a little bonus one at the end too. But the last thing that I did to change the relationship with my body was talking to myself better. And this might sound crazy to some people, but mirror talk and self-love. Have you guys ever thought about it? Maybe you haven't, but most people, when they look in the mirror, you don't actually see yourself. You don't really truly look yourself in the eye and connect with yourself there. So a woman named Calliope told me about the next two things. But I didn't realize it until she mentioned this to me to do it. I I didn't even realize that this was a thing or that I wasn't able to do it. So now I can look at myself in the mirror and really connect with myself and speak really nice things about myself. I always tell myself I'm amazing. Like, why not? If you don't think you're amazing, how do you expect other people to do it? Or if you can't look at yourself in the mirror and in the eye and look at your body and appreciate and love what you see, it's not going to get better. So how you do this, literally look in the mirror, look yourself in the eye and say, I love you. I want you guys to try that. If you've never done it, it can be very eye-opening and cathartic. And now when I look at myself in the mirror, I don't see all my imperfections. I look at my body and say, I'm so grateful that again, this body carries me through, through my life and functions the way that I need it to. And I really appreciate it. And I'm never going to be perfect, but I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. This is me. This is who I am. And if I don't love it, then other people aren't going to. So, and and I actually don't care if someone else doesn't accept my body. Everyone has their insecurities, of course, but it doesn't bother me as much. And I don't compare myself to other people as much. I look at other women and it's, it's inspiring or motivating to me to want to improve myself rather rather than beating myself up that I that I'm not I'm not living up to the living up to what someone else looks like let's just put that that way or my perfect version of myself so I challenge you guys look yourself in the mirror and see what happens <laughs> see what happens like truly stand there look at yourself look at your body and start trying to tell yourself that you love what you see, that you love yourself and even if it doesn't feel I remember at first it didn't feel 
normal. It didn't feel good. And I almost had to lie to myself in a way to get to a point where I truly mean what I say to myself in the mirror that that I'm amazing and starting my day off. Like if you've ever seen that little girl on the uh, Instagram videos or Facebook where she's like, I love myself. I love my house. It kind of reminds me of that when she's standing in the mirror. (laughs) Go do that. And eventually it's going to feel normal and And it really, 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 really helped me change the way that I see myself. I tell you, all those things helped me to lose weight, helped me to get stronger and really start to love my body. So there's that. One last thing that I did that Calliope told me about was, I call it like sensual love touch. (laughs) That sounds not what I mean it to be. But anyways, so women, this is for you specifically, when you get out of the shower, put on body lotion, but almost like close your eyes and really feel the lotion going on and almost imagine that it is your lover touching you as a means of giving yourself love. And I'm not talking about masturbating or anything. I'm talking about like literally when you put your lotion on, do it slowly and really feel your body with the intention of I love my body. I love myself. And this is the way that I want someone to feel about me when they touch me. And I think that helps also not only with self-love, but attracting that kind of love that you want from other people. So to make a long story short, I used to really, really, really feel so uncomfortable in my body. I hated myself for a while. I've been much heavier than I am now and just didn't feel at home, didn't feel good about myself. No matter how pretty someone told me I was when I was overweight, I didn't believe them. I always brushed it off and always would make jokes about myself or was just so mean to myself and I was sick of it. <laughs> I didn't want to feel that way. It was it feels horrible. It's awful. And I am saying this because I've been in that place and now I'm in a much better place and I really want that for anyone who is stuck in a rut and not feeling at home, not loving their body, not feeling or feeling trapped by their own body. That is the worst awful feeling because I remember I wouldn't go to social engagements or I didn't want to go out because I felt like I didn't have anything to wear or I felt like I wasn't going to look good and I didn't want to be seen because I felt like such crap about myself. And I know, again, that I'm not alone in this because I've had so many discussions with women about this in my line of work and just friends and people I've come across that are struggling with the same things that I was and Hopefully you guys can change your perspective about your relationship with your body or maybe my story and my experience gave you guys some insight into how you can change that or maybe you learned one little new tip or trick you can try, but be patient with yourself. It's a journey. It's a process. There's no quick fix to losing weight. It's just accepting that it's going to take time and and loving your body also takes time. Even if you're not overweight and you just still feel trapped and not at home in your body, there's a way to, to work through that. And it's about seeing yourself through a different lens and being more self-compassionate and more self-loving and, and accepting of yourself regardless what anybody else thinks. And on that note, ladies, I wish everybody to feel at home, at peace, 
and completely accepting of their bodies. And if you have any questions about anything I said today, don't hesitate to DM me at Inner Beauty Code. I would love to hear from you and hear if any of what I said resonated with you guys. Also, don't forget to follow so that you can hear more amazing information from my guest that I have coming up. And thanks for tuning in. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you got some valuable takeaways from this episode. Info will be in the show notes, but the Inner Beauty Code podcast is available on all major listening platforms. Don't forget to follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We love to hear from you. So if there are any other topics you want to hear about, DM at Inner Beauty Code on Instagram. See you next time. And remember, unlocking the code to your inner beauty is always within your reach. Mm -hmm.